genre. It may be time, dears. This is Beyond Geek by Night, where we will be discussing each episode of the Geek by Night podcast leading up to the series finale. On today's episode, we will be discussing the 29th episode, A Matter of Time. I've already listened to all the episodes, and you haven't, but now you're almost caught up, so let's break this episode open. We're about to go Beyond Geek by Night. I'm your host, Matt Bennett. And here is our awesome panel. I'm joined today by creator and executive producer, Scott Corelli. Hi. Executive producer, Nick Jimenez. Hi, thanks for doing this, Matt. And voice of Gretchen West and casting director, Chelsea Kern. Hey. Just as a recap, in this episode, A Matter of Time, we begin where friends and enemies left off. Gretchen appears and takes Elliot's hand. For clarity, this Elliot, the one that has gone back in time nine months, is going to be Elliot 1. Elliot 2 is our Elliot, who we saw throughout the series. Elliot 1 goes to Gretchen just moments after the last time he saw her, the day after the Swift Industries explosion. She is shocked to learn the details of the mysterious appearance, and they soon brief Lorelai, whom Elliot 2 has not met yet. We relive the season through the eyes of Gretchen, who has been hidden away with Elliot One the entire time. We learn that Elliot is the catalyst for Lorelai approaching the underdogs to train them at the end of the reboot story arc. Soon after, Gretchen is present for Victor's transformation in the status quo episodes, and she herself gains powers, the ability to manipulate time. She helps Lorelai to quickly read through the Liberty Saga during the events of the Fandom Menace. During this time, Elliot One, the Elliot who came back in time, develops his powers and learns that pheromones were just part of his true abilities, the power to control people's emotions. During the events of Ghost Story, Gretchen accidentally appears to Elliot Two, making him think that she was a ghost and, in fact, dead. Elliot One and Gretchen learn to make do with their situation, and soon they propose to each other. As the events of Friends and Enemies transpire, Gretchen saves Joel Vickers from being shot by the devil's advocates, and Elliot reveals himself to Joel. It's finally time. Gretchen appears to Elliot 2 and sends him back in time nine months, thus turning him into Elliot 1, who appears for the rest of the group fully healed and equipped with nine months of honing his powers. The gang is all back together again, and they go with Lorelai to have dinner, a moment of peace with the threat of Dr. Medina and Charlotte Swift looming. All right, mm, I'm. Uh, nice. I'm suddenly having deep regrets over not uh, calling the episode nine months. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I listening to this again. I'm remembering just how much housekeeping is done in this episode. There's just so many significant story points that are scrunched down into a single episode. Um, that it really made the most sense for me to kind of think of where they line up with episodes previous in the season. Um, mm-hmm. Since we're, we're sort of reliving everything from another perspective. Uh, was that the format that you two imagined the whole time when you were coming up with this episode, that sort of um, linear reliving of the season up to this point? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I want to say this was, very much like the uh the prestige or like the 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 the, the whole episode is kind of one long reward 
mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. we're finally like, here we go. Here's every, here's the context. Here's placing Gretchen in the whole season. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the way that we, we kind of knew from the beginning, part of that, that big season long plan that, that Scott Cass and I had was that we would kind of pull a Game of Thrones type move where Friends and Enemies, the penultimate episode of the season, would be the big epic confrontation episode. And episode, uh, and this one, Another Life, or A Matter of Time, geez Louise, could be <laughs> a way of just resetting the board and getting everyone on the same page where now the show and the audience are finally caught up. Yeah, so he he actually made a slip up that's important, and I think he he made the slip up and then forgot. I think the context of the slip up. This was never intended to be the season finale. Um, this was great, cool. Th- this was that, the prologue to the season finale. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah, I, I remember like, we, we, Scott and I both listened to it almost simultaneously this morning, mm-hmm. and when I got to the end of it, I'm like, wow, this is a weird. I don't think this this is a weird finale. Yeah, it wasn't intended to be the finale. It was it was intended to be. Like our our finale was going to be, I think, six parts with an uh, an epil- uh, a prologue and an mm-hmm. epilogue. And Sounds this was, like us. This was going to yeah. be the prologue, um, and we wrote two parts of the season finale, two two out of six plus the epilogue, um, and it just wasn't working. And it included everything from like Lorelai taking some of the group out on a bachelor party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um it was there was a lot of stuff uh in it that uh was you know the original intention for the finale um it was like it was kind of like the original intention for the finale was meant to be like a big wedding annual like in comics mm-hmm. um when like two superheroes like get married and you know chaos ensues <laughs> and that was the original intention it was called another life and this episode was called another life prologue um and mm-hmm. When another life started um, falling apart in terms of like just creatively in terms of like we didn't really like the direction that it was going and we were having trouble with like um, coordinating schedules like between us and like everything else that was going on. We like I was in grad school and was like finishing up like my whole like master's degree and like all of this. So there was like a lot going on and. Um, I have cheated in the past by uh, making episodes of this show be uh, schoolwork. I was, I would be like, I would be in a screenwriting class, and I'd be like, "Hey, so I'm just going to write the finale to this," and they'd be like, "Yeah, all right, whatever." And so I would, and I'd, I'd get an A, not to brag, but, <laughs> um, but I'm, glad, I'm glad you got something out of all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so, so when when all of this started falling apart between just like us creatively not feeling it. Um, feeling the direction and uh, everything else um, going on in our personal lives, uh, we ended up sort of deciding like, okay, well, we have to at least re- release this episode because we th- thought that it felt like, like, okay, instead of a prologue to the season finale, it can be the epilogue to season one. So mm-hmm. really, Friends and Enemies is the season finale, and this is just sort of like an epilogue. This isn't mm-hmm. really the finale. It's sort of like... um for you, for for those of you who listen, who watch Buffy, it's like the season four finale of Buffy is the Adam stuff, and then there's that weird episode where they all have those dreams. That's <laughs> what that's what this fe- felt like to me. It's like more of an epilogue than a real proper finale. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I we just didn't have any other choice because another life wasn't working the way that we wanted it to, and it was taking forever to write because of our our just our schedules. 
Um, and so we ended up having to put it on the back burner. And that led to the big break between this and the next episode you guys are going to hear next week. And then the massive break between that episode and the episodes you'll start hearing on October 4th. Yeah, starting with the new normal. Right. Um, and listening, wrapping up listening to A Matter of Time, mm-hmm. it suddenly made me very grateful that we did rally and do the Christmas episode. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think it becomes a very helpful stepping stone because everyone is in it, it, like, like, wow, to go from listening to this to imagining listening to new normal in October. Yeah. It's like, whoa, geez Louise. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, but we'll talk about the Christmas special next time. Yeah. On the next, I'm excited. Be- on the next beyond, <laughs> but yeah, this episode, I think it works really well as an epilogue. I don't think it's, it, it was, it's never intended. It was never intended to be a, a finale. But I, I think it really works as, a, as an epilogue, and I think it really works as a showcase for Gretchen as a character and our sort of exploration of her, um, who, you know, we've just been like, ha- we've just had on ice all season. And so <laughs> it was really fulfilling to finally figure her character out and, and give Chelsea something to do other than casting other people in roles that she doesn't get to play. <laughs> <laughs> Which is yeah, still I mean, fun, but yeah, yeah, I know. But it, it felt like I was just like I was just like like you were like a like a like a dog, and I just kept handing you meat and telling you to hand it to another dog. <laughs> like you can't eat it; give it to this other one. But yeah, or like you know, from a coaching standpoint, it's almost like from a character place and an actor place. It's like having this really great player on the bench. Yeah, and you just are like, I know, I know you want to go out there. I know like you would be doing good out there, but like we have a plan. Yeah, we need you coming out in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so. <laughs> Because it was all reward, as you say, and, and you had this this vision of, of what it would look like for Gretchen to come off ice, so to speak, uh, was the episode easy to write because of that? Yeah, I remember this one falling together like butter. Yeah. Uh, so every once in a while, it, uh, uh, this really cool thing happens with Scott and Cass and I's process where all of the toil and hours and work that we get and every once in a while, just kind of things fall into place. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, because we worked so hard to make everything match up while we were doing this season. Mm-hmm. This is kind of just showing our hand. If I remember correctly, I think we were having schedule conflicts to break this episode. Um, and we had like break it. We had broken another life. The, 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 the original, the wedding the, annual. Yeah. The, the wedding annual, <laughs> the original intention for the finale. And so we had broken that episode into like basics of like, okay, this basically happens in part one, part two, part three, et cetera. Um, and I remember we were like, okay, now we need to like, you know, actually like sit down and like break like scene by scene like we normally do with this first episode. And I, and I remember it struggling getting that on the table and me knowing that we had to do it. So I was like, well, let me just see what I can do by myself. And I think I just like Wrote straight it. up broke the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, I just wrote the outline and then sent it to you. And you were like, whoa. And then, <laughs> and then we just, we, we, we wrote it from yeah. there. And I just remember you being like, that was like one of the easiest things I've ever written. Because <laughs> it was like, it was just all there. And it was, it was really easy. And I think my outline even had bits from the other episodes where I had like copy pasted them from other scripts in there. Mm-hmm. So that he knew exactly where he was when he was doing the first draft. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's. The the math all checks out, thankfully. Yeah. So, you know, the thing like, oh, well, oh, Gretchen would be here already when Victor gets her powers or mm-hmm. when Joel gets attacked by the devil's advocates. Mm-hmm. And so 
we had so much room to kind of the episode has so much breath mm-hmm. and we can do fun things like you know uh Lorelei binging the the, the Liberty Saga books <laughs> uh or just like the weird kind of getting to sit and live with Elliot and Gretchen's discomfort mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Gretchen's um you know dissatisfaction mm-hmm. and this episode hits differently in quarantine I was gonna say yeah Gretchen was really <laughs> yeah. ahead of the curve yeah yeah <laughs> Binging Friday Night Lights and The Wire, like the rest of yeah. us. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, so that, that 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 was a lot of fun, and getting to highlight Chelsea and Gretchen, and you know Gretchen's by design. It, it, you know, like I don't know, like finally getting to live with this character mm-hmm. and just focus on her and get her perspective on stuff was fun. Uh, is this story something that existed in the first iteration of Geek by Night? Like at this point in the season, are you still kind of resolving beats that have been in your head for a long time? Or have we really surpassed that point by now? Uh, well, what's funny is um, the only bit of the Gretchen story that was introduced in the original series uh, as as was um, produced was uh, there is a bit in episode four or five. That yellow mustard. Is it that yellow mustard? Mm-hmm. Okay. So in episode five, where uh, Gwen gets a job at the shop and uh, Gibson gives her a name tag and she's like, who's Gretchen? Hmm. Um, and then uh, and then in, the, in episode 10, the law um, of attraction, the law of attraction, Elliot reveals that he was once married or, or not he, quite married. He was betrothed. He was, he was betrothed. <laughs> um, and that, uh, his, his, uh, his fiance never showed up, um, to, uh, uh, to meet him at the altar. Left him at the altar. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, that was Gretchen. Um, huh. and so this was always the intention for that twist was that, she had time travel powers and it was like a whole oh. or, or no, not that she had time travel powers that time Elliot, travel happened. Time travel happens. But the point was that Elliot was always going to be responsible for stealing his own wife. That was always the thing. <laughs> um, because I just, there was something that I thought was really funny about that. Just like the idea of like, why this did guy. this happen to yeah, me? <laughs> he was, he was yeah. like being really upset that this happened to him. And, and in reality he did it to himself. And I just thought that was really <laughs> amusing. But, um, we never got to pay that off in the original series. So we just sort of, we both started earlier and ended earlier um, in, in this version uh, because we're better writers now than I, w- I was back then. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it was always the intention though for Gretchen. Um, so, sim- in a similar way to where Billy was always going to betray Max and be like a secret mm-hmm. threat, mm-hmm. a phantom menace, if you will. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. We, that that we like okay we we never got to resolve that and then we never got to do the Gretchen time travel thing so mm-hmm. let's let's also you know yeah throw that in there man we could have called friends and enemies the Phantom Menace I kind of wish we had definitely <laughs> <laughs> whoops so oh. Chelsea I got to ask you um, this episode is basically all Gretchen and Elliot mm-hmm. uh, what was the recording process like. <laughs> Um, I think this was the last time that I got to record with Scott. Um, so we recorded at Scott's house and it was quite a fun time. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the silly things that I had to do. Like when 
when Gretchen is like running on the treadmill, I literally like ran outside of Scott's apartment and ran up the stairs and down back and <laughs> was just like running laps so that I could sound like I was out of breath. And mm-hmm. what else? There was one point when um when Gwen hugs me and I say, Oh big hugs, uh Scott had to literally like hug me because I was not getting it right. And every time I did the line, he was like, no, you got to do it like this. And finally, he was just like, all right, just can I hug you? <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's fine. <laughs> and then we got it. We got the line just right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the recording process was intense. It was obviously the longest I had ever done, but it was still a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed it. There were There were parts that were really difficult like getting the scream when the particles explode and all of that um because i i suck at sound effects like that making the like grunting and ah and those kind of things but yeah it was it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed the process and it was fun to finally be able to do a lot more than just a couple of lines um and yeah, it was fun. And I just, I I think really fondly of when Scott and I were able to record together because um, it was just a much more fun process for me and my perfectionist brain to be able to just have the director sitting next to me saying like what's good and what's not. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's cool. Um, so now that we... We know Gretchen a little more, and we, we know her powers and all of that. I have to ask, is is Gretchen the sixth underdog? Or if we count Victor the, the seventh or the eighth, if we count Lorelai, or the ninth, if we count Joel? <laughs> <laughs> like, is I, can, can I we think, expect her to be, to be running with the rest of the gang from here? I think that that's uh, part of the story in season two. Um, and it's a part of, cause the thing that you have to think about with Gretchen is that like, she doesn't know any of these people. She only mm-hmm. knows Elliot, Elliot and Lorelai. Um, mm-hmm. and Lorelai only because of this hmm? and Gwen. Oh yeah. And Gwen, because they were friends before, but, but, um, and, but she hasn't even seen her in like nine months. So mm-hmm. there's that, but, um, you know, so I, I think that's like kind of part of her struggle and, um, I I think that we do some interesting things with her, uh, especially in the back half of season two, uh, which which Chelsea doesn't know about yet. Um, <laughs> but because uh, we haven't gotten there, um, we're we're currently working on um, her directorial debut script. Yeah. Because um, uh, she's directing uh, a couple of episodes next season. Um, the assassination of Jeffrey Gibson. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> <William> <laughs> Medina. Um, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited about, uh, uh, I don't know, just being able to give, really explore Gretchen as a character because it's kind of like a new toy. Um, cause hmm. she wasn't in the old show. And so trying to explore like, okay, well, what, what's a different kind of character that fits into this? And then also, um, allowing ourselves to sort of, explore the idea that maybe she doesn't quite fit in with everyone else and what that would mean. Um, and, uh, the sort of tension that comes from, uh, comes from that, um, especially for a couple, um, one who Mm -hmm. is very attached to these people and one who is like, I don't, I barely know these people. Um, Except for Gwen. Yeah, you know, uh, we, we, 
we return back again and again to how the show is sort of us dealing with our own personal issues of getting out of our 20s and into our 30s, mm-hmm. sort of out of the extended adolescence that is afforded to those or that comes with those that are able to like have like college years, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and friend groups are so important when you're in your like early to mid 20s. And then this weird transition thing starts to happen where you're like, wait, who do I want to be around in my life? Mm-hmm. What's my actual connection to these people? Right. Is it just because they're friends with my boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Am I cool with that? Right. Who, who <laughs> right. am I? Right. And so I, I remember so oftentimes, you know, because she was away from everyone for so long, we when we came to Gretchen, we were like, oh, wow, I, I don't know. I'm still figuring out who this character is mm-hmm. in the way that I could just like, oh, Simon in a zoo. I know how that I know how to write that. Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like Mindy goes to get groceries. Great. I can pump out 10 pages like that. Right. <laughs> but who's Gretchen? Right. And so instead of like, I think we, I think by giving that to the character, it, it, it made writing her possible. Yeah. Of like, but what if she's going through an identity crisis too, the way that we're having right, trying to write her. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, whenever we struggle with the character, we just think metatextually, and yeah. um, it usually something usually comes out of that. So, hmm. but yeah, I, so it'll be interesting seeing her play out in season two. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like Chelsea, you don't know a lot about uh, Gretchen's uh, story in the next season, but did you know about Gretchen's story in a matter of time uh, with all the the payoff that that this this led to? No, because Scott never let me know. <laughs> <laughs> He was always avoiding spoilers with me, so I was never allowed to know things. Yeah, you didn't need to know, though. And and honestly, if you knew, it probably would have affected your performance in episode five. It Um, might have. And I and I didn't want that. So um, you know, I needed it to be genuine. And I thought that the better the best way for that to happen was if you didn't know anything and just literally thought you were a ghost or dead or evil. As the post <laughs> tag seems to suggest, yeah. um, I, I just thought I, I I just thought it would be better for your performance if you didn't have to deal with all these layers before I had even written the layers. Mm-hmm. Um, because like it's one thing for me to tell you; it's another thing for you to read it and experience it as the character, right? Um, and I just thought I just thought it would be best for your performance if if you only knew the bare minimum. That's fair. Yeah. I think We're going to negotiate season two, though. I want to know more. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> oh, man. Wait till you read the script that you're getting to direct. It's going to blow your mind. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've and it, it, it's been a lot of and that, that was another re- I mean, not, not to talk about the Christmas episode, but yeah, you keep wanting to talk about the Christmas. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know we were doing an episode about it. That's oh, funny. yeah, of course we are. Yeah, it happened. It's an episode. Yeah, yeah. it's episode 30. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, obviously Gretchen gets a lot of development in this episode, but we also see Elliot hone his powers and go through quite a bit in his nine months as well. Um, in particular, I found it interesting that right around the time that Gretchen comes back into his life, his powers evolve from pheromones to attract people to him into more control over people's emotions. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I thought of it as kind of the opposite of uh, Gretchen getting fridged like now that she's back in his life he he develops more mm-hmm. um, was was this kind of in your pocket as well for Elliot because he you know he was uh, he goes through a pretty big transformation here um, with yeah. what he used to know compared to this revelation 
I think his ev- his evolution is just sort of a part of us our 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 overarching desire to evolve everyone's powers to a certain extent because we think that you know in terms of like these powers happening and we think of it in terms of like you know working out or whatever mm-hmm. physical attributes like the way that we can like kind of connect our brains to it is that it would start off as just sort of like a basic thing okay i can lift 50 pounds you know whatever but then the more you work at it, the stronger that you're going to get and the more things that you're going to be able to do. I can run I, 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 I can run three miles before getting out of breath, you know, hmm. whatever, whatever it is. And or when you're like doing something incredible, like climbing a mountain. Yeah. You look- it wasn't overnight. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't like, oh, I woke up and decided to climb like, a goddamn like, mountain. Oh, no. I'm <laughs> using the things that I learned. Yeah. Doing other stuff. Right. That is now helping me climb this mountain. Right, right, right. So like we, we always knew that we wanted the initial powers to be sort of, you know, low power level um, and sort of on an extreme side of things. So like it was like an instantaneous like, whoa, what is that? And then we wanted to evolve those into like more subtle control over things that feel part and parcel with what um, they're they're in control of um, at the, in the beginning. And so with Elliot, you know, and you saw that with Simon in the last episode, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And and how those how his powers sort of evolved. What you but, can accomplish when you don't have a life. Right. Right. <laughs> and and Elliot has no life right now. So. You know, he's obviously going to his powers are going to evolve. And so we, we had to think about like, OK, his powers have always been that, you know, he could he had pheromones or whatever or what we thought were pheromones or, or um, whatever. And uh, we were like, well, what 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 is that really? What is he really doing? If we break it down to like the base essentials, what is he doing? And it's like, oh, well, he's controlling the emotions of these women. He's making them fall for him and what started off as an extreme like almost mob mentality by episodes uh by by the sixth story arc he it had evolved into like kind of just like a crush vibe that Mm -hmm. was an obsession but not like a i'm gonna either either you're gonna have sex with me or i'm gonna like tear your arms off (laughs) that was happening in like the first he was able to graduate into like the squirrel from the sorcerer's apprentice. Right, right. It was like <laughs> it was like more of just like a subtle thing. And so patient, if you will. Yeah. So we just like we're just like kind of like, well, what is that? What is that? And we just thought it's, it's like changing like, the chemicals in your emo like the, the, the make your emotions happen. Right. He's right. able to manipulate that and right. control it. Yeah. And so yeah. and so that's what we decided with him was but that didn't happen until we got to this episode. It wasn't we just hmm. sort of like looked back at what what looked back at what we had done and decided like oh that probably that makes the most sense for him as far as how his powers were would evolve and now since then we've talked about other the other characters and how their powers are going to evolve and and so we kind of know that as well it's kind of become a useful it's become a very useful tool as we've gone through season two mm-hmm. is l- whenever we're stuck or whenever we're trying to figure out where to go next we look at the tools that we already have yeah we look at what's already on the board. Yeah. Instead of pulling mm-hmm. stuff out of our imaginations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, well, let's look at Elliot. What have we seen so far? Mm-hmm. What has he done? Okay. Uh, the pheromone stuff. The cra- Okay, well, let's boil that down. Let's look at it. And I think what's cool about season two is we get to do that with with different characters mm-hmm. and explore different parts of these, these abilities that we've given them. And how can we enrich in that? Yeah. 
Yeah. That might be a word. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so after seeing the powers of a few underdogs develop, is it safe to assume that we're going to see powers of some overachievers or antagonists develop further? Yes. Yeah. I think that's fair. That's something that, we, that we've been having a lot of fun with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think there's a little bit of that in the episode we're writing right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> In terms of episode format, this episode is uh, obviously very different. It's kind of a story arc in and of itself, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's pretty high concept. There's kind of a, a, a very specific uh, goal with this episode. Um, is is that something that we can expect uh, with the new uh, the new format of season two having um, like single episode story arcs? I guess. Yeah. This is this is the ongoing format. Um, for the rest of it, because we have this followed by the Christmas special, which is a single episode and then, um, or holiday special, uh, and, and then the, all of season two, um, everything is, uh, like one part episode, sort of like self-contained everything except for the finale. Um, the, the actual series finale is, is a, is a two-parter. Um, but yeah, everything else are, are single episodes, but they all, uh, build on each other in a way that is more um, serialized, I would say, than season yeah. one. And season one was pretty serialized, but uh, the the episodic nature of of uh, season one isn't, um, or I guess like the story arc thing. It's like we're telling one giant story arc instead of multiple, you know, four part story arcs. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but then within that story arc, that larger story arc, each episode has its own identity. I think so. Well, it's yeah. a good thing we have an after show for people to listen mm-hmm. to to help them get all <laughs> caught up on the season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, um, are there any other thoughts about uh, this awesome episode, A Matter of Time, that anybody wants to chime in? Uh, we got some uh, top-tier Naomi Wong in this episode. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. As she, as she binges through the Liberty books. and mm-hmm. I, think, I think my favorite part of this episode, I mean, well, I mean, my favorite part was like figuring out Gretchen um, because it was like really important that we like nailed that. Um, and, uh, but I really did like the fun of going back to those old episodes and explaining stuff that you didn't know needed explaining before mm-hmm. this episode. Um, things like her reading the Liberty Saga books. Cause like when you are listening to the third story arc, the Phantom Menace, you're just sort of like, oh yeah, she's really smart, so she must read really fast. But <laughs> passing, then yeah. we we, right. we like we like you know backdoor reveal like oh actually she can't really read that <laughs> fast. Um, she had a little help, and then the the ghost story stuff uh, happening I think was um, the way that her like obsession with Halloween was uh, seeded into her by uh, Elliot. Mm-hmm. I think was was a lot of fun. It was yeah. just like finding all of those little moments throughout i think was a lot of fun to to write one of my uh one of my favorite uh horror movies is insidious chapter two <laughs> because it's uh it's kind of it, it's kind of like a back to the future part two for insidious <laughs> and there's this part where uh lynn shay sees something happening in the first movie and she kind of turns to the camera and goes so that's how that happened it's <laughs> kind of the the vibe we were going for with this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would say that's the vibe you're going for. But yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I often have my own machinations when I write when we write these. <laughs> Just like your secret F bombs in every script. Yeah, that I hide for you. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Have we told that story that he writes? I don't think so. No. This is no. news to me. So so our 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 process is that we break the episode together. I write a super detailed outline 
um, of like breaking down everything that happens. He writes the first draft and then I rewrite him. And then we go back and forth a couple of times. And then that's the episode, the script that goes out. And when I, so I write this outline, you know, it has, sometimes it has like a little dialogue or like soft dialogue as I'd call it, where it's like, this is what I kind of want, but write it better, Nick, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) kind of thing. Uh, And, and so when I get the first draft from him, every single script he's ever sent me, every single one has one F-bomb somewhere in the script. That he just has a, has a character say, and I have to find it and figure out a way to get rid of it. <laughs> uh, but it's it's every time. And one time he did it, and we kept it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was uh, Victor, and we we had him bleep himself, which yeah. we yeah. thought was pretty funny. It didn't um, call but it that's out, the only time yeah. it's ever been kept in the script. Uh, was was that time? Um, because we could write it, we could write it, we could keep it in, but still write it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, every script he ever sends me, there's always at least one F bomb. It's like his little game with me. <laughs> That's amazing. It's like Phantom Thread. <laughs> Is it? Or there's like a stitch. Oh, stitch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh and then uh, I don't know, some really good Gibson stuff. I don't know. I, I I like the moment where Gibson met Gretchen. It was kind of like when Ray yes. and Poe met at the end of oh, Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's actually one of my favorite. Uh, I don't I don't know why. I think it's because it's just it's the moment that reminds me the most of like Chelsea because like Chelsea and Gretchen aren't that similar really. Um, they both kind of have mom vibes, but like <laughs> that's about that's about it. Otherwise, otherwise, I think the characters are very different. Um, the character of Chelsea Kern and <laughs> the character of Gretchen, but. Uh, but but uh, there's one moment where where like Chelsea comes through and it's it's the moment where well it's the there's two the moment where I had to hug her to get that moment of like whoa big hugs that mm-hmm. was very much Chelsea um and what I wanted and why I had to like physically hug her but the moment <laughs> when Gibson says like I haven't even met her I- I'm Gibson by the way and she just goes hi um it's like <laughs> i don't know what it is about that thing but it always makes me smile because i i just think of chelsea and it makes me happy how do you Thank know lorelei yeah <laughs> um some great some great Chris that's O'Connor. really good really good joel stuff in this oh too. i love the joel yes. man yeah the sound effect of him like uh, like leaping out of the gunfire <laughs> yeah. is just so satisfying to me yeah the joel stuff is really good in this and i will have to say we talked about him a little bit but like the, Matt Mosel, like he he had to go through a lot this season, and mm-hmm. and he did like a really good job with all of it. But he had to go through like an entire season long arc in this one, in episode. one episode, yeah. And and he nailed it. I mean, I he just he's he's amazing in this. I think. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it's you know, it, it's one thing like Chelsea like had to basically create a character in this episode <laughs> while also maintaining consistency with like the half a character we gave her earlier in the season Mm -hmm. um and she did a really great job with that uh and but just like matt was like i i was like re-listening to this i think at the time when i was i was producing it and uh editing it and everything um i was just so absorbed in getting the episode out that it never occurred to me just how good he was and then re-listening to this i was like wow he's really good Mm -hmm. um he has to play so many things uh, and and he has to do some like kind of bad guy stuff. But like you never feel like he's be- right. like doing it. He's yeah. a bad guy. You know guy. why. Yeah. You know why and you and you empathize with him. It's kind of amazing um, what he's uh, able to pull off in this episode. Just oh, like, absolutely. Like, what an incredible performance. And, and you guys are so good together. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm just uh, 
I'm, I'm really happy with the show and I love everybody involved. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just to bring it back full circle. Yeah. No, indeed. And I'm really excited about the Elliot Gretchen stuff coming in season two. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some good stuff. coming. So sure. are we. That's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. Okay. Well, uh, I guess it was only a matter of time before we ran out of stuff to talk about. I've been waiting this whole, I, since <laughs> since two minutes in. I've been waiting to say that. Uh, <laughs> well I want to say thank you again to our guests, Scott, Nick, and Chelsea, for joining me today. And thank you to all of you, the fans, the underdogs, for listening. If you'd like to support the show, as always, please join the Dueling Genre Patreon at duelinggenre.com slash support. You can also tell your friends, families, and followers to subscribe to Geek by Night on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And stay tuned for the next episode, the final episode before the October 4th premiere of Season 2 Holiday Special. Thank you for going Beyond Geek by Night with us. See you next time. Yeah.